Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. You know, there are some days in a little Troy's life where you just know you're going to remember them forever. The birth of my three children. Every Christmas ever. (laughs) (laughs) And tonight. Okay, okay, there it is. Session zero of the new Glass Cannon podcast. You know what's crazy? We never had a session zero for the first one. It was just emails. It was like, ah, we'll figure it out. It's so amazing when you think back, the way that all of our shows go now, the way that everything is done now, to go back to episode one and listen to, to the first, I mean, within the first 30 seconds, it's just like, uh, Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and who your character is? And I'm just like character name, whole background, his whole like personality vibe and stuff like that. And, uh, and all these details about the character right away. Like, and, and we never did that again. It was right, and the least, rest of the guys were hearing you say that for the first time. They had no idea who you were as they right. were hearing it live. Right. But also like th- these days, like every character is like kind of introduced through role play and extensive cinematic stuff. And you don't know their name. You don't really know what class they are for a while. It's like trying to pick it apart and everything. Uh, it's just funny how we've uh, changed the way we play. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing that we've had on our side is time. Lots of time before we launch the new show, and we just want to do it as full out as we can. Let's have a session zero where we where we literally create characters together, but also talk about what we're about to get into. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. But first, I want to check in uh, with my good buddy. He's the king of all nerds, and his name is Skidmar. Skid! Hey! Oh, yeah, Skid! I'm great. How are you doing? (laughs) Skid, you like a session zero when you were a kid uh, playing D&D. I don't remember doing session zeros. I feel like we just were constantly rolling up characters. No. Yeah, we never really, when I was a kid playing, we never put the amount of thought into character and story that I do now. I wish we had. I'm I'm glad we eventually uh, discovered that uh, particular joy. But no, we never would do anything like that. 
Uh, yeah, I can't even remember. I think uh, we we really just started doing it about halfway through the Glass Cannon Network. We didn't even do it for for a lot of our first shows, but uh, it's important. Kate, do you like a session zero, or do you prefer to like not? Spend time with us outside of work. Hmm, that's a tough question. Oh God. Um, this is, is this is this my first? No, I mean when we did New Game Who Dis, we would sort of do session zeros, and I always liked those. Yeah. So I think I liked them. Yeah, they can be fun. I always liken them to a <laughs> fantasy football draft. So. They, sure, they certainly can be. They can be fun, but like the, uh, it's like a fantasy football draft. Sometimes the draft is the best part of the season, and you're like, I wish we could just draft every week. It's the same thing with character creation and, and starting a new adventure. It's like, this is so much fun until they become real characters that you're like, ah, come on, you can't hit me from there! And uh, you get really fired up. Like, now it's just the, this is the, the bliss before it all begins. Uh, speaking of dead characters... Matthew, you have a ton of them. Are you excited to build one that I will probably just kill? Probably kill. (laughs) Much to the uh, annoyance and consternation of everyone listening. Yeah, they do. They love your characters because you're a writer. You just know how to make them jump right off the page into our mouths. (laughs) Why are we hitting them? Why are your headphones in your mouth? That is not. I'm going to give you guys such such a, such joy to choke on. It's not even going to be. <laughs> I'm going to pack your sweet little mouths with so many characters you don't know what's like. <laughs> so uncomfortable. You will be able to stop the flow of characters. Oh, oh my goodness! Quick change of pace, Sydney. Are you uh, are you excited to dig into this? Uh, because I think you haven't really thought about this until about five minutes before we went live. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> you were too busy uh, getting haircuts. I, w- I know. I was, I was getting my haircut. Um, and for, for a person who has longer hair when they go to the salon, I'll have you know, Troy, I knew this recording date. I was well prepared for tonight. I mm-hmm. went to the salon. My appointment was at 3.45. And I got home at 8.15. <laughs> and my the God. salon, the salon, is a six-minute walk from me. So that's <laughs> that just, how long it takes? Well, your yes. hair was pretty long. They had to, and they have to cut it one by one. You know, each. Oh, right, 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 right. Strand. Yeah. I didn't know you went to one of those barbers where they cut the hairs one by one. Right. Is yeah. this a joke? Sense. Well, it's very it's Brooklyn. It's. I was going to say I'm in Brooklyn, so yeah. It's uh, bespoke, but, a bespoke haircut, a bespoke white glove haircut. But, uh, no, I'm I'm really excited for tonight. I love session zeros. I think mm. character creation is, like you said, it's even in video games and stuff. It's one of my favorite parts. It's just like a sandbox world, and there's so much possibility. And I also get really inspired in a group setting when everybody else is talking about their character and like mm-hmm. you know they're so excited, and then I'm like, oh shit, that sounds really cool, and it like mm. makes me want to do more with my character. So. Yeah, and you know, to give uh, the audience a little uh, peek behind the curtain, we've obviously been thinking about these characters and talking about these characters and sharing some of the elements of these characters with each other now for a couple months. Um, but uh, everything's on the table here, even though people have kind of narrowed into their classes and and their their ancestries. If you watch the uh, the the character introduction videos. Things change. You know, we had mm-hmm. artwork done recently. Uh, some people started seeing the artwork as like, I want to change my character based on this artwork. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Sydney things and I fall talked today. last night. We were both, we were both like, uh, that session zero is tomorrow night. And we've changed multiple things since the character video. So <laughs> like, many things. And since yeah. we, we've only like emailed with each other too. And it's sort of been like, I think I'm going to do this. Like, if I do this, what do you guys think? Like trying to get a read on everybody. But we also kept it 
super vague. Like, I don't know what sure, sure, I really sure. don't know what any of you are doing. I have no idea. I don't either. Yeah. I yeah. changed some pretty significant stuff from my character video, too. <laughs> One huge thing. I'm actually, I'm announcing it right now. I'm pre-announcing a contest surrounding what? something about my character. <laughs> what Man. is this? I, I don't what? want to spoil anything now. This just a little taste. You're going to, there's going to be a contest. That's Wait, when's the contest? Like later tonight or during the, the show? Uh, I'll, you know what? Actually, I'll announce it during my characters at some point during my character creation process. I will announce wow. the contest. Can I enter? Are there can prizes? I enter the contest? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, employees of the Glass Cannon Network and their spouses are also <laughs> eligible. Oh, wow. I want, I want to know. Matthew so generous. Has, oh, that, Matthew. see, this is part of the, the just, just get ready because this is going to be the contest of your life. Now, my <laughs> wife and I live in Canada, so can international couples international be respondees also eligible? Wow, this is the best contest we've ever had. I don't think the prizes are going to be good, Matthew. I don't think Matthew. the prizes are going to be good anymore. I think just the prizes wait. are going to be bad. You're not going to you're not going to believe what what you're going to hear coming out of my sweet little mouth. <laughs> <laughs> The more we can say promise. sweet little mouth, yeah. the, yeah. the better. Uh, my no little way. wet mouth. Wait till you guys hear what I say. My, my goodness. My goodness. We're, we're really only eight minutes in. Uh, well, that's exciting. You know, we have an opportunity to do things with this show that, uh, you know, we can, we can do whatever the fuck we want. So, like, we have the opportunity to really interact with the audience, to take suggestions if that's something you want to do. Uh, I don't want to do that. But if you guys want to do it, you totally should. Uh, I think it's fun. It makes the nation feel like they're more a part of what we're doing. This is going to be a very, very unique experience from top to bottom. And it starts, uh, you know, tonight. Um and so before we get into like the actual nuts and bolts of character creation, I just want to talk about session zero in general, just like go over some like session zero stuff. Cause we never even do that either. Like the, the sort of limits of what we do is just like, well, are you going to take athletics? All right, cool. Then I'll take acrobatics. Um, I want to talk about what kind of game you guys are interested in playing. Uh, like what, this is a very broad question, but I, I've never asked it to you guys like I, I probably could infer just from playing with you but like what do you enjoy most about playing these games do you like combat do you like puzzles do you like to role play do you like to do funny voices like what what is it that you really really love about doing this you should with- usually pick someone to yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to leave it out there for a sexy fan who was like uh, but i'm gonna start with skid because uh, you know uh I- i'm really interested because i think skid you have a-, a good idea of what you like i like i like role playing i like doing the funny voices <laughs> uh that's very fun i love character stuff i just love like a kind of exploring character moments and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big puzzle solving guy just cause I'm bad. I feel like at solving puzzles. So I'm not huge on that, but I love combat and I love your, in your defense. That's because all puzzles are impossible. <laughs> yeah. I think Joe, Joe's on, we're on the same page here. Yep. They're, they're all by impossible. definition. Yeah. So I don't, not, not huge on that, but I also love combat and what I love. And I mentioned this on legacy recently. I love combat with big meaty opponents that bleed a lot that's my favorite thing <laughs> yeah you like to mash that is yeah. really your your yeah. favorite he likes he likes a uh he likes a heavyweight boxing match like from rocky 
like Rocky one, yeah. Rocky two, where they land like every punch <laughs> on each yeah. other, just constantly ah, bah, bah, ah, yeah. like, over and over and over and over. Just like meat slapping, bones <laughs> crunching over and over and over again, blood and viscera <laughs> flying everywhere. That's my, these are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, I've only ever seen you play one barbarian. I know, I know because uh, I, I haven't gotten a chance to do it that much, but I, th- that was my favorite character that I ever played. And it's one of my new favorite characters that I am playing on the uh, Blood of the Wild. But, but yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, you're missing out on Skid's um, Barbarian and Blood of the Wild. It's yeah. an amazing, amazing character. Yeah. Sydney, what about you? What, what, what is it about these games that you, that, did you like your favorite part of playing? Uh, I, I definitely gravitate to the same as Skid. I love the role playing. I love doing voices. I love going on, you know, role play tangents, you know, kind of feeling like you go off the rails and uh, you're creating a sort of second story within the story. I think that's a lot of fun. Combat, I like. Depends. Sometimes combat, it just, it, it can feel long and it can feel like I'm trapped, you know, in what I'm able to do in certain combats, which is frustrating for me. But I think I do like puzzles. For like the opposite reason of the combat. Like I like a logic puzzle. If you set us up on uh, a piece of land and we had to cross a river and there was a boat with like a wolf and a chicken and and chicken feed, oh, like yeah. I would be like, okay, here we go. Like, let's figure it out. <laughs> Sydney's uh, time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I love the role play aspect. I think that's definitely, I gravitate towards that in, in most role playing games. You like the role playing. You know, another thing to think about as you're answering this, like what, if there's things you don't like, it's like, you know what I don't like? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, I hate role playing. I just like to do the math. Uh, Matthew, what about you? I hate role playing. I just like to do the math. <laughs> That's why no. I kicked it to you. No, unsurprisingly, I too am a fan of the role play. But I also, I enjoy the, I enjoy the whole thing. I enjoy the whole package because you don't want to just, just do role play. I also like a good combat. Yeah. Um, I don't love a meat grinder, but I like a, like a good mix is a good, like if, if combats were the if combats were like the fruit in a fruitcake, you don't want them to all be concentrated at the bottom. The Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry would be very upset about that. You want them interspersed. Um, what is it about a meat grinder you don't like? It's just the, the lack of variety, really. Yeah, and the limited opportunities to role play. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that it can get repetitive after a while. Uh, Kate, what do you uh, what, what do you like? I mean, I feel like I'm just going to say what everyone else is saying. I like role-playing. I like the idea of voices, but I don't think I'm very good at it. But I like, I like, to, Stop I like it. to be like, Not with that go. attitude. We'll Kate, see. don't tell them that. But <laughs> <laughs> have you, Kate, have you ever heard a little show called Time for Chaos? I was going to say, that show, I do like a really, really, really great accent in that show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you it's do. Like, everyone in the chat always is like, she must l- have lived in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> she must have spent significant time in Germany. She must have heard so it's many amazing how German- many times people say that in chat. People German around her at all times. Anyway, <laughs> but that's I the like thing. World- it's like it, it doesn't have Were to Kate's be parents diplomats. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be perfect. It's like it's just if you're having fun doing it, and everyone has having fun listening to it. That's all that matters. But I like that. I like puzzles when I'm playing a game by myself. But I feel like in this setting. I just like don't see them at all. If they're like in front of me, I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to talk to the guy instead of like, look at the thing in front of me. That's obviously a puzzle. And then I like, I like combat when like everyone's working together and we're like, 
setting up the volley. Oh, spike. Like stuff yeah. like that. That's when it's exciting. Yeah. Teamwork yeah. combat. Yeah. Yeah. Teamwork. That synergy is important and then very important as well. I feel like I'm interviewing for a job. I love teamwork <laughs> and I love Team talking player. to others. <laughs> I guess you could say I work too hard. Yeah. Uh, it's my biggest flaw is my that weakness. I'm kind of a, too much of a perfectionist. <laughs> I, I care too it. much about the work. Um, you know, the synergy is very, obviously very important, especially as we, uh, learn more about 2e like the best combats are the ones where you guys are really working together um what about you joe i love combat i love combat i mean I, I always have i mean that's what i gravitated toward when i was a kid and i i love tactical combat and i love uh playing with people that uh, love parsing that apart. You know, Matthew's uh, like that, you know, you're like when you're looking at the grid and you're kind of figuring out, you know, how to move the pieces. I love, I love chess, you know what I mean? And I love the chess aspect of it. So that, that always is entertaining to me, but I agree that it can get repetitive. And when a combat is grinding, you know, the other thing is like, it's different when you're doing a show. Like I don't mind grindy repetitive combats when it's just like, when it's not a show, but I get very self-conscious about a show. Like I'm always like, I can hear the slowness of it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, Oh my God, please make this combat end. It's so boring to listen to. Uh, so that makes combats kind of drop down a little bit. Like when you're doing a show, I like role play more, yeah. but yeah, I love combats and I love comedy in general. Like the other thing that drew me to this game and brought me back to it as an adult was I just remember laughing my ass off with my friends. I don't know what it is about the style of games and how they lend themselves to amazing levels of silliness and creative silliness. But I just, I love that aspect. And then, uh, I just, I, um, I like what we do in our game. Uh, one of my favorite things is a good flashback. Like I love when you're deep into the story and you use a moment in the story uh, to inspire a flashback for a character and you kind of see why they reacted that way in that situation or why, you know, and, and when your friends do it and, and it, it can create those like, Oh wow moments, you know, where you're like, Oh, <gasps> I know that makes perfect sense. You know, like those aha moments in character uh, flashbacks. It's like TV shows that do that. I loved when TV shows would do that uh, and give you an insight into a character you had known for a while, but kind of at a surface level. And then you get their backstory episode, not even a whole episode, but just a scene and you get a deeper affection for them. So I, I love that. Uh, I feel like backstories are a great way to get, you know, deeper affection for characters. Oh, absolutely. And I, I you know, we, we, we started out just kind of playing around with it long before we had a podcast, you know, when we were playing Jade Regent together. And then, like, it kind of took on a life of its own as we got deeper into the podcast. You know, I wasn't going to answer this, but the more I, I was listening to you guys, I thought about the things that I really like. Um, not that anybody asked, is that uh, when I was what a do you kid, like? thanks, kid, for asking. When I was a kid, I looked forward to playing Dungeons and Dragons. When I, when I sunk my teeth into it, like, more than anything those like two summers when i was like so into it i can remember like when saturday hit on a and i was going to go over my buddy's house and he was going to run out the the sheer excitement at like sitting down because i didn't own the books i couldn't afford the books like to hold the one player's guide that we owned between us to look at that and build the car that excitement and then when joe brought me back in 10 11 years ago however long it was and that's where i met skid i 
found that 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 piece of me that I had forgot about because I would look forward to those Sunday sessions all week. Bartender, I'd be like, I cannot wait to go there. And then I'd come and I, I was dating my wife at the time. She's like, what are you guys doing? You're there for six hours. I'm like, well, we drink a lot. Uh, but we also, I'm like, we just laugh. I can't. I can't. She's like, what are you talking about? You laugh. Like, we just laugh for like six hours straight. It is so fun. And, uh, and that's the real key that I want to kind of impress upon this. Like the things I enjoy are like evoking strong emotions. I love making people laugh, but I also love making people, Oh my God. You know, I love that as well. That's just something I enjoy out of life. Um, but the, the, what's going to make this show work better than, you know, anything is if we're having fun. If you come with that same excitement, I want to come with that same excitement I had when I was a kid, when I started playing with Joe and Skid 10, 11 years ago, when we were like first starting the network and playing a million different games, that excitement, that joy, if we feel that, it doesn't matter if the rules are right, it doesn't matter if the story has continuity issues, if we're having fun, this will be uh, the best, the best in the biz. Agreed. Also, so, I'd like to uh, clarify uh, on my end. Uh, really, I, I, I'm sorry. I just have to say, I don't want to whittle it down to just combat. I think the better definition too late. is combat was your answer. I think the better definition it. is I love a dungeon crawl. I love a dungeon crawl because I like combat, but I also love sneaking through hallways. I also love like coming up on enemies that haven't seen you yet, listening to conversations, getting the jump on somebody. Like I just, I freak it. Whenever you get to that part in an adventure where you're like, and you're standing outside the abandoned mansion, like, and opening the front door. And now, you know, for the next several hours, you're going to just be in horror and fights and <laughs> sneaking. And I just get so giddy. I love it. It's my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. And a lot of people don't share that love. Oh, uh, 100%. You really, well, people you really like different like things. Yeah. But man, I love um, it. Well, let's just talk a, a little nuts and bolts here about. Uh, about what we're going to do. Obviously, we're playing the uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition Gatewalkers Adventure Path. Um, it's a three-book adventure path. Uh, I have no idea. I couldn't even guess how long it's going to take us to do this, but uh, we're really, really excited. Why don't we put in we guesses? We should take bets. Yes. Yeah, take some bets. Yes. A new, a new uh, game. Skid, this is the second game of the evening. The oh. second contest. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, have down. A, I have an idea, so I'll yeah. go last. Can oh. I, I need some background information before we place bets. Yes. In comparison to the Pathfinder 1E books, are they of similar length or are they- Almost sh- exact. Okay. I would say, let's just say exact. Yeah, exactly the same length. Uh, three books. Um, take you like from what, first to 10th level or something, first to 12th, I can't remember. Uh, episode's going to be about an hour 15, hour 10. Okay. Uh, you know, some will go long, uh, but- uh, that's uh, that's the plan. So you get your band and you get your app. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Kate. Well, how many episodes to finish Gatewalk? Oh, how many episodes? Oh shit! Episodes? I was thinking about uh, time, like length of time. Oh no, no, we we only think oh, of number of episodes. So oh. for example, there's no Giant real difference Slayer. between the two questions. Th- think whatever. Yes, the, there is. The, I don't Giant. think of I don't think of the the numbers. Like, I, when they, if you were like, oh, it happened in 2017, so it'd be like one week. I don't, I don't think about that anymore. I'm like, oh yeah, that that so, was back in. Let me do some time. math. If there's one a week. Give you an example. Giant Slayer ran 326 episodes. Now, several of those episodes were multi-parters or really uh, like I think episode 100, 200, 250, 300, right. and 326 right. all had multiple parts. So uh, all told around 335 to do six books. 182. Wow. wow. That's the high. That's that's on the high. 182. Okay. okay. Um, hope someone's writing this down. Yeah. Uh, 
Sydney Kate, is very theatrically writing Sydney's it down. Sydney's doing a lot of math here. Matthew, I think you have a number. With her pen and paper, like a Neanderthal. Well, let's define the terms of the bet. Are we so, getting closest without going over or just closest? Closest. In this closest. case, it's not close without going not over. Price it's of just r- not prices right rules. Okay. 100, 156. 156. We're so respectable. Number. A gentleman's 156. Sydney is still working feverishly on the math show. Where you at? <laughs> uh, I will. Uh, I will go 162. 162. Well, my, actually, no. I'm going to go 160. End of sentence. 160. <laughs> because okay. I'm also going to place into my bet a little bit of how Troy is psychotic about nice, even numbers. Oh, so if he can make it. it land on an can even I number, he will. GCP was 326. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Never mind. So and we're also doing published episode numbers, not the actual number of episodes. Published episode numbers. Yeah, we like three twenty six, not the number we actually did because there was like one hundred part one, one hundred part two, one hundred part right, three, three thirty like oh, right, five right. or something. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, cheating. Sydney, are you, are you have you arrived at a number? Okay, Skid, where are you at? <laughs> I think you guys are a little high considering it is three books. I'm gonna say three episodes. Okay. <laughs> I think, huh? One episode per book. I think I'm maybe it's a little optimistic, but I think we can do it. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, that would definitely have a really good shot in the closest without going over rules. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you, you just one dollar us if we were doing prices yeah. right rules. Uh, three episodes. Right, so we have one, one for three episodes. Sydney, okay. you going four? <laughs> I know are math. You, or is, are you going higher than four? <laughs> I know I'm, math is your strong suit. So I'm going to. <laughs> I have been doing long division this entire time. Um, it's long. It's like the whole page. Uh, quite long. So that's a lot of math. I'm going to be a jerk, and I'm going to say 161. Oh, that is so filthy, disgustingly <laughs> dirty. That is a gross, gross. Wow. Why, wow. why are you so mad? Because I'm going to win? I'm just disappointed in you as a person. <laughs> if you wanted that number, you should have picked it. I wouldn't say I'm mad. And yeah, just... I tricked you all. I was just pretending to do math so I could wait for all of your answers so I could pick the best answer. So I never expected wow. this from you. Let me just say, so yeah, Sydney. this is, is this is a, a peek into how you're going to behave. During our game, yeah, I dyed my hair blonde and changed my entire personality. This is the new me. This is the yeah. new me. All the warning the signs were there. <laughs> she, she tried to tell us. All right, um, Troy, I will say. Oh yeah, the uh, Giant Slayer uh, did three books in about 132 episodes. Yeah. Okay. Oops. So I am saying. Uh, but a lot has changed. <laughs> the second half, yeah. uh, parts of it went slow, parts a of it went fast. And like, we've got, uh, you know, we've got five players this time. We've got a lot more that is going to be changing and, and whatnot. And, and Tui is a different game. So I'm going to sit comfortably at 145 episodes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I was, I was debating possible. somewhere in the 140 to 160 range. And I was like, eh, I think I, I agree. Like more play, more players, more actions per round, you know, yeah, that extra player, I th- honestly think, is like 30 more episodes. Mm, that's why Seriously. I'm going to win. Well, that would be 162. Because it's not just combat all, all being longer. It's also all the role play, all the flashbacks, all the extra conversational scenes. Like, it, it adds and up. All extra of us, banter. All of us just said our favorite part was role play, except for Joe. Yeah. 
So. Role play is stupid and sucks. <laughs> we should just be getting together and doing math together. Stupid. <laughs> now, you know, I'm here to ask the big question, so I'm just going to put it out there. Who's tracking treasure? Oh, you know what? I know this was my thought treasure. also because I can, I can track. Sydney. What, what were you going to say, Kate? Let what, what, Kate finish. What were Sydney? you <laughs> Like, I was concerned about that, and I think about it a lot, and I'm also a Virgo. But I also have the chaotic right. side where I don't want the responsibility, but I don't know. I would volunteer to do it, except I've been burned on this because Joe deleted my spreadsheet last time. <laughs> Halfway through Giant Slayer, wow. Joe just deleted it. He just put that out. I, I did. I okay, did. so Joe's not allowed to touch it. Matthew said something <laughs> about Canadians, and it upset me. And I um, took it out of the so spreadsheet. I took everyone. it out of the. I didn't know how else to hurt him. You uh, see the pressure spreadsheet? Just <laughs> gone. <laughs> and I ripped up love? the paper, and he was like, "That's just the paper, idiot! It's on the internet." And I was like, "No, it's not." <laughs> he, and then he, he looked, and I had I had deleted. It wasn't. It wasn't there anymore. <laughs> yeah, the printout I took was a ceremonial thing. It was. Like, so maybe we should have like a like a like a like a job a job opening and then we apply and, and then who's hiring Troy? and then we're all hiring so like yeah. you will we'll interview you all right quick and give then you all interview give me, me your elevator give me your elevator pitch me? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you go first so what do you what you think would make you a good treasure tracker for this adventure? <laughs> well. <laughs> what are your strengths as a treasure tracker? I see on your resume you uh, were a treasure tracker for time for chaos. Um, well, How'd if you go? saw my notes, personal notes for Time for Chaos and all of the databases that I have for the characters and everything that happened, I think that you would be pretty comfortable with me keeping track of the treasure. Well, well said. What? Well That's said. Pretty good interview. Uh, now, <laughs> Gail? Are we just hiring Kate? Gail? I also I think we just love math. Sydney. Sorry, I misread it. Um, we pretty much settled on who's tracking, but you were still waiting in the lobby. So we wanted to ask you, what would make you a good treasure tracker for this job that's no longer available? Me? (laughs) (laughs) Me? Is this thing on? There's no microphone Uh, in this office. (laughs) I brought my own. Um, let me just say, let me just say, am I good at math? No. Do I keep all of my notes in emails that are drafted in my Google <laughs> Gmail accounts? Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. And do I just highlight <laughs> Matthew's I, horrified by this. And do I just highlight things and use different fonts in those emails to remember what happened in previous episodes? Yes, I do. But does that make me <laughs> No worse or better a treasure tracker than anyone else in this room. I rest yes. my case. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it, it definitively makes you worse. Well, we had, we had two strong candidates. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be a real tough Relational call. Relational databases or Gmail. Honesty. Excuse me. <laughs> Keeps her notes is- as drafted emails. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not going to oh. lose them and I'm not going to delete them. So that goes two and for me, zero for you, Joe. Google can train their AI on it because you're using their products. Oh, Google's going to come out with the new best online TTRPG platform. Calling it now. I'm going to say this, Sydney. At least you're a treasure. And I mean that. But you won't be tracking treasure for this adventure. Um, (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) But uh, let's talk about variant rules. Wait, 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 wait. 
So Kate's hired, right? Kate's she hired. got the Kate job. Got the job, yeah. <laughs> she was the only she was the only right choice for this. Congratulations, uh, hey Kate! I just wanted close. to say congratulations. Um, when do I start? And what's, <laughs> do do the, what's, the, what's the pay? <laughs> the compensation. The compensation um, is. Do I get any Ten percent of the treasure. Yes, you get. You get. Whenever there's an extra uh, coin, you get it. Wow, that's <laughs> you get. To, you get to ra- all the rounding. Is yeah, good to you. instead yeah. of and dividing down insurance? to the coppers, yeah, you get to. <laughs> Health insurance for wow. your character. 401k? Um, cool. Yeah, we should get a 401k for fantasy characters. Um, <laughs> I put a lot of time into this character. I should get something. We should get life right. insurance. Give them you, you'll kill them too fast. Variant rules. Uh, I'm not really using anybody. I know a lot of people wanted a free archetype. I'm just, I don't think it's right for this adventure uh, with five players. I think that I'm going to be working with a lot of balance issues um, that I want to make as simple as possible. And free archetype just, it adds a layer of uh, extra work on my part and your part that I just don't think we need uh, for this adventure. If it was four players. It also adds an extra layer of. Oh, Don't say it. He's going to say it. Fun. Yeah. It that's is. what it is. Fun. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just takes too much policing. It, free archetype, in my opinion, is, is, uh, every, all players love it. Uh, I've yet to meet a GM that's like, fucking free archetype's the best. <laughs> uh, not going to use it. Um, however, I am interested in, um, doing away with alignments. Um, if that's something you guys are interested in, I know, uh, with the new, uh, Pathfinder core that's coming out, uh, in the fall, that's one of the changes they're making to, you know, further distance themselves from the, uh, whatchamacallit. Can't think of the word. The OGL. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and so we could just kind of preempt that if we want. Um, you know, obviously if there's, yeah, it, it feels like it doesn't, it's not really necessary. And when it, uh, comes to a thing like, what kind of damage am I doing here? Is it good? Holy. I feel like we can figure it out. Um, and we can kind of make up our own system for it. So whoever is like doing that type of damage or, or doing that type of healing or whatnot, we can come up with that system. That to me is just more interesting than like trying to adhere to a, an archaic system of alignment. Uh, Joe, what do you think about that? You got a face that I, you might love it or hate it. I just find it ironic that you chose this moment to change that rule when like it's going to matter immensely to my character for the first time ever. <laughs> well, I think I think it's fine to change That's, it, but Troy, you have to stay honest then about, you know, if if an enemy is evil or a fiend or Please you don't know, raise your voice. You could tell that she was like going after him. I like, know she I was felt like, like it was we might cut this out. Uh, yeah, the I way you like raise your voice at me. <laughs> 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 it felt like the judge was like, the judge should have been like, counselor, How dare please you. stop badgering the witness. Don't ever talk to me like that in front of the children. Uh, well, but dude, if I anything. Object. No, no, no. As a if whole, anything, this I, gives you more like. As a whole, I agree freedom. with getting rid of uh, alignments. But yeah, no, I mean, it was just. Uh, you'll see as we get into character creation, I was kind of really drilling into an alignment and a reason for that. And it doesn't have to be named what it is. You know, it, it's, I love it. It's great. Um, yeah. I, I alignments have bothered me for a long time. I've actually asked multiple times in our games to be offered house rule exceptions specifically around alignments. And uh, 
multiple GMs on this call have agreed to it, you know, in the past of my request. So yeah, I, I, I hate the restrictions imposed by the rules of alignment. And that's what I want to get rid of most of all. I don't mind the alignment sort of archaic, whatever. I mean, I have a certain nostalgia for it, but I, but getting rid of it, I don't think lessens the game at all. And in fact, I think it can even heighten its possibilities. Yeah, I, I mean, thought it was a useful tool, but it was so restrictive because I feel like uh, as, a, as human beings are all of those alignments at one point or another, right? So it's it's just so. That said, uh, I would like to like ceremony. I would like to, if I may, offer a an idea to send this idea out ceremoniously, like a Viking um, funeral for it. Yeah, Viking funeral for alignment. Could we uh, pick alignments for each of us as people? Yes, that's I, have fair. Idea, I have an idea for each one. Yes. That's fair. Um, all I was going to say is that no matter what alignment people choose, everyone plays their character chaotic neutrals. That's right. another reason to just fucking <laughs> yeah. get rid of it. Um, and I, I love the idea. And this is something I really want to do with this is like, let's, let's kind of figure out what our game is going to be. One of the next things I was going to say before we do this Viking funeral is like, I'm not starting with any house rules because we're still, we've spent a lot of time with the system. We're about to spend a lot more time with it. I want to develop those house rules over time beyond like how we're going to do hero points and bottle caps, which I'll talk about. So there are no house rules and also no lemon law because retraining is built into the system. So when you pick something, that's what you're going to get. If a couple episodes later, you're like, fuck, I don't want this feat. Okay, let's work through the the system of retraining because there will be moments for downtime where you can do that. So no lemon yeah, law. Yeah, that's the main thing. Like you can't just gloss over that because you as a GM don't uh, respect downtime. You, <laughs> How dare you, you you keep adventures moving. You're like this has to. You know, you got to do this. This has to happen. So I can see you know, like with you're Spielberg, yelling, you're yelling GMs. right now. You're right. I am yelling. I'm so, I'm sorry. Yeah. I shouted. You're making Kate voice. uncomfortable in all of remember, us. Right? Remember. Remember. When it comes to retraining, you're talking like weeks, weeks of time, not like a couple days. So you got to make sure that you can build that into your adventure. You normally don't. Great time to sort of pull the niche too. If you're like, I'm leaning towards this feat. Maybe I want to do this feat. What do you guys think? Then you've at least done your your homework. Matthew, uh, the funeral, if you will. Uh, well, how do we want to do this? I have an I have an idea for each of you, but maybe we'll just go we'll go one by one. We can discuss and workshop. Each read one's me, person's read me, All I know Matthew. is it's going to be mean to me. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be me. I think actually, I think yours is. You're probably one of the people who has described yourself in terms of alignment before, or at least your GM style. But I feel like that bleeds into your. I think I, I think you you're neutral evil. Neutral evil. <laughs> I feel like I'm lawful evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like a good rule. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. also hate authority. Right. It could be your own internal rules. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, True. rules of thumb. They don't have to be. You know what I will say fits right into your lawful evil alignment is your uh, belief in the smothering and crushing of the weak by the strong, which like you, I know, believe in life. That's how it should be. That seems really horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was meaner than Matthew calling him neutrally evil. <laughs> it's just such a terrible thing to say about someone, and I love it. I, love I it. like, I'll tell you, I like lawful or, or neutral evil over chaotic neutral. Yeah, make a I would choice. Have, I would have been insulted by a chaotic neutral. That seems very self-centered. Um, but evil, I, evil's tough. I, I, I feel bad when I see a hurt animal. But that doesn't mean you're not evil. You yeah. literally, I don't want to cross too many shows here, but didn't you pee on a deer yeah, on your you lawn that was injured? Yeah, you did talk about pissing on <laughs> it. No, I said you don't do that. 
Oh. It seemed like you were talking from experience. I no, just, I think just you were saying. saying you really wanted to do it, but you didn't, which Not to me it. reads as chaotic, you're neutral evil. I'm saying if you do, if, if you were to do that, that means you own the deer. And I can't. I have three children. I have time to raise a deer. <laughs> <Lawful. There> <laughs> <laughs> it don't make sense, but right, they're that, there. I think that does make sense. Lawful evil. What is, what is Sydney? <laughs> Sydney, I have as chaotic neutral. Yes. The, the, the Google drafts. Can, I, can I make a case? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think I think I'm chaotic good. That's what I thought mm. you were. I could I could go that way, but you but I think you love the chaos more than you like the good or the evil. I think I try to do good, but I may do it in a way that is chaotic. I'm going to lean towards Sydney. I think chaotic good. All right, great. I think she's a I'm good a person. I, I I pegged her as chaotic good. Thank you, Joe. You know me so well. Uh, Skid, I have as true neutral because I hmm. feel like Skid at his at his like his purest form just likes to, like sit back and just like watch the forces kind of like interplay <laughs> and just gets a true kick out of that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree me. with you. I think that that's funny, but I'm I'm gonna have to go neutral good with Skid. Uh, I think Skid has such intense emotions about anyone being hurt or. Uh, uh, hurt is the best word I can come up with on so many different levels. If someone else's feelings are hurt around him, he's like hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless they're a real piece of shit. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, dead. <laughs> right. but what about, what about lawful good? I feel like I have heard skid many a time talk about like the fairness of things or like mm -hmm. the morality of things. I feel like he's like, it's not right. You know, like it's not fair, but I feel like that's a very yeah, lawful. But what about rules though? Skid, are you big? Yeah. Skid, skid is, about authority? Yeah, how do you yeah. feel about authority? <laughs> skid, you would respect any president, right? No oh. matter who it was <laughs> and, and their laws. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I think it could go either way. I think Matthew nailed it though. True neutral. Cause I, I think if given the opportunity, Skid would, would murder a few people. <laughs> if there's anyone on this call that is true neutral, I feel like it's Skid. Um, what about Joe? Chaotic stupid? <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic joke. I, I think I've seen that t-shirt. Uh, I'm with chaotic stupid. <laughs> I think maybe – I'm going to say uh, – tell me if you're on the same page. I think Joe's neutral good. I See, I have Joe as lawful neutral or lawful – or somewhere between lawful neutral and lawful good. Agree. Joe is very rules-oriented. Agree. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, lawful is right. Why do you look mad, Joe? Lawful. I'm not. I, I, I'm trying to decide between lawful neutral and lawful good. Lawful, I think neutral. probably – Lawful neutral, if you count, you know, the fact that, like, I appreciate evil. Like, I, I, I he hangs I, out with me. I, exactly. Like, yeah. I, you enjoy Troy. I spoke at the man's <laughs> wedding. I mean, I can't really. I appreciate. You can't be a paladin and speak at Troy's wedding. That's like, true. You, you can't do that. the invitation. <laughs> paladins need not apply. Paladins need Leave your paladins at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I well, I never thought of I, I always thought of lawful good, and it is largely because of the lawful part. Like I just I I fear and respect authority, and I always follow the rules for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which makes me very uh, boring person. But it's like I don't have a choice. Like, you know, you're kind of like who you are. I don't know how else to describe it. Like I was so disciplined and drilled down through from my parents and through all those years of Catholic school. And some people go the opposite way with, you know, 12 years of Catholic school, 16 years. I went to Catholic school for 16 years. Like some people go the other way. They push against it so hard that they end up chaotic, you know, but I just, I didn't, I kind of bought in 
I was like, this is the way that I have to be at all times. <laughs> and it just, it sunk in. Yeah. I'm going to say it, chaotic good. Or lawful good. Lawful good. Lawful, lawful good. good. All right. Yeah. And then Kate. And then finally Kate. Matthew, what's your, uh, where are you going with this? I've got I've, Kate. What I is have, it? Why is it so obvious? I have chaotic neutral for Kate. I have chaotic evil for Kate. She's not evil, but <laughs> this is what I'm not. saying about my lawful neutral. I appreciate evil. Evil doesn't always mean you just go on a murdering spree at any moment. You get a chance like right. evil just means sometimes you don't mind fucking people over on occasion. You but know, I don't just, think that's, that's what you I, think of Kate. No, that's the best way to put not it. a default setting. No, no. It's not my default, but sometimes when things are just like really just not, I'm not doing that, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Kate has a strong, not like a strong moral compass, maybe a strong moral compass within yourself. Like, you know yourself mm. well, and you know when you're like, fuck that. Like, yeah. just absolutely no, I'm not doing this. And it doesn't make you evil, but I think it can come across to people as like, wow, she's really putting her foot down. Yeah, I've. That yep, I bet you yeah. Mm-hmm. Other people good, would be like, "She's evil." I'd be like, "No." Nope. It's nope, often I often find myself strong. not surprised, but like I'm not. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have guessed when those moments happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and I, I should say I don't, I don't know Kate well enough yet, but like it it is also one of the things that I love about getting rid of alignment is that I I've read this in, in terms of like. Uh, you know, uh, advice for GMing, all that kind of stuff is, is like the best, uh, villains, you know, are, are played the best when they don't like think of themselves as evil, you know, when they think of themselves 100%. as, you know, doing what they think is the, the thing that must be done for whatever reason. And it, you know, <laughs> rubs paladins the wrong way. They call it evil, but it's all about perspective. Uh, and that's why I think, you know, getting rid of the uh, alignment is so subjective, right? It's just like who thinks who is what is, you know, a paladin's going to think this person's evil while somebody else could be like, oh, they're neutral. So yeah. Anyway, that's why I, I'm forgetting who it was, but there was some like character actor who played a lot of villains in Western and like classic Westerns. I'm really forgetting who it is. But anyway, they asked him, what do you, he was asked, what do you prefer playing? You know, villains or good guys or villains? And he said, doesn't matter. They're all righteous. Ah. Yeah. Well, it's wait, then what are you? I don't know. What am I? I mean, I have what I think, but what it, it's lawful. Mm. No, I don't think Matthew's lawful. No, mm-hmm. no, neutral good. Neutral good. I neutral think Matthew's good. by the book. Uh, he never bought a book in his life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of lawful, I generally think of people, uh, of, uh, people that like accept the tenets of a system almost no matter what. Because it's yeah. it's the system, uh, and I think Matthew often has problems with the system that he always uh, you know points out and stuff like that. So I feel like that that makes the lawful part really shaky for me. I say neutral good too. I think you're right, Joe. Kate, your thoughts on Matthew and his moral compass? I'm so bad at this. I thought I was like a neutral lawful myself until you talk, call me chaotic evil and explain it. And I was like, yeah, maybe you're right. I don't fucking know. I, I, I like, I think I'm good at reading people, but I'm really not. I'm going to say lawful neutral for Matthew. That's just my take, but I, I've never fully understood alignment. So maybe hmm. I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe that's why we're getting rid of it. Matthew. Well done. I liked the send off. That was a good, that was a good send off. Thank, thank Light it on fire and push it we're over a waterfall. so much done with this episode zero, let me tell you. <laughs> I tell you, we're getting a lot closer. You know what is a terrifying alignment? A what? terrifying alignment, in my what? opinion, is lawful neutral. 
It is a very, very scary alignment. Isn't that what we called you? Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it oh, is. Well. Yes. But like, but I mean, like, if you get, come across a proper villain who is properly oh. lawful neutral, it's it's almost scary because they're like uh, kind of blind adherence to law with no like compass on good or evil is just as scary as either one of the others. So I, I don't know. It's, it's well, but I feel like the classic like fictional character that's held up for lawful neutral is Captain Picard. Oh, right. Like, no. like, or but but of Judge course, Dredd. Judge Dredd. Well, Judge Dredd too. But I I like Captain Picard, but because because there's the the famous episode where he's where there's the trial, you know, the, the the I can't remember the name episode, but the, the trial, and they're like, are you? We're just surprised you to know, Captain Picard, that you have violated the Prime Directive nine times. <laughs> and it's like any even someone who's trying to like fairly not interfere and stick to the law is going to break the law. Like it's like, of course he has to break the rules to, you know, yeah, but there are many times. And I think it's a really interesting thing about his character. There are many times when you are struggling with him because he is following Starfleet's letter of the law and he's doing something that is not good that you know to be like morally not the right ethical choice right in a in a situation and it could be frustrating yeah he's like following the letter of the law because he's he's military and he answers to his superiors or whatever and that's a character flaw a lot of times his lawfulness so i just think it's a great character (laughs) it's interesting because he's not always one thing Yeah. yeah yeah Guys, can we stop talking about alignment? It no longer exists on the Glass <laughs> Killed Kid it. podcast. We 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 fired a flaming arrow into its corpse. <laughs> we we it killed it in half of a murder suicide pact. <laughs> <laughs> um, this isn't a variant rule, but I, not surprisingly, am. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much decided I want to uh, include massive damage. Uh, in the game. Uh, if you take double your hit points, you die. Great. Oh my God. Um, it's, it's straight out of the book. Uh, you inst- you die instantly. If you ever take damage equal to or greater than double your maximum hit points in one blow. Uh, I think that'll be fun. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but it's I'm, still, I'm it's, it's still way more forgiving than the old 1E maximum damage rule. Oh yeah. It's way harder to achieve that. In, in 2e than in 1e so. for sure for sure and you know we're you know i, I joked about it uh on some uh, social media content a while back about how we're going to do uh you know our bottle cap system because obviously pathfinder 2e has hero points um it's never been something i've been a, a huge fan of but i understand how they're important for the balance of the game we are not going to use hero points the way that they suggest to use them in the book we're going to use our bottle cap system and they can be uh traded in uh, just like you use hero points, but you're not going to get them automatically every session or every four sessions. Um, it's just the, the onus is going to be on me to make sure I give them away for truly heroic deeds, uh, or great puns. I love a good pun or a well-placed magic missile. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you know, but you know that your bottle cap delivery rate is like one per 50 episodes. It needs to be higher. It needs to be higher players. or people going to die. Okay. All right. We'll see. Let's just see what happens. I'm just saying you. I'm just saying you saying you understand their relevance in the balance of the game sounds like a lie. With this, (laughs) like, like what you should actually say is. I'm unbalancing the game in favor of killing PCs because I think it makes a better show. Well, just straight, say what it is. Straight out of the creator's mouth, Jason Bullman, one of the creators of it, is like, if you like a, a grittier, uh, you know, more dangerous game, don't use them. 
we are going to use them. I'm not eliminating them completely. I know some games do do that. I am. They are going to be in there, but they're going to be less frequent. They're going to be more precious. Precious. And we're going to have caps. We have them already in studio. Physical caps. And I'm telling you right now, you start episode one with a cap. Thank hey. you, Troy. Hey. And that's you, the last Troy. one I'll ever get. I know. Uh, <laughs> well, could I could I offer a an possible amendment to the bottle cap rule? I'm listening. In uh, a codicil. A codicil, if you will, uh, in uh, in service of a mission of boosting the bottle cap economy, if not the number of bottle caps in circulation, could there be some sort of automatic disbursement method if there are no bottle caps issued after a certain period of time? I'll take it under consideration. Like I a like bottle it. cap bot. It's, mm. a, it's, bot, it's bot? A, a social safety net for bottle caps. Please don't call them hero points, though. That's all I ask. No. Okay. Um, it's just hard because if you are, say, uh, an incredible, talented role player, uh-huh. like everyone on this call but me, your opportunities for getting <laughs> bottle caps are instantly way higher than somebody that doesn't just make you laugh. You know what I mean? It's you kind of sell yourself short system. and you probably earned more bottle caps than anybody. It's probably, I think that's true. That might be so, true. More than Skid? Maybe. Come on. I lost I think Skid has lulled Troy into a sense of submission. (laughs) Troy expects Skid's roleplay to be excellent (laughs) universally. I know everyone has a different bar for like, oh, Kate did her best. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. We're we're all graded on a curve, I think. (laughs) But no, Joe is a way better roleplayer than... And anything that he gives himself credit for. Like, then, then Joe believes. <laughs> then Joe believes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're just we're obviously we're going to change the system up, but I think it's going to be I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. It's going to uh, be a grittier game. A grittier game. No coin weight. Don't worry about adding coin weight to your oh, character. Thank God. Thank for you. God's sakes. Wow. And uh, the last thing I'll say is that when it comes to rules, you know, we, we've been spending a lot of time with this. I think we're getting a lot better, but it's not perfect. And the rules are never going to be our number one focus. Our number one focus is having a good time. Number one. Number two. A close number two. Telling a great fucking original collaborative story. And number three is the rules. So to keep things moving, I'm going to make calls on the fly all the time. Let's just keep it going and then we'll look between sessions. However, when it comes to life and death, let's slow down. The rest of the time, let's just keep things moving and learn as we go. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going into Demiplane to build these characters in front of your eyes. Go get a soda, Jax. Oh, baby, we are done talking. Finally, they're done chatting. Now we can get down to business, the business of building characters, and we are going to be using Demiplane's Pathfinder Nexus, which is as beautiful as it sounds cool. Uh, I mean, there's a million ways we can go about this. <laughs> it does sound cool. <laughs> they, did, they did a good job with the naming. Are you ready to enter the Nexus? Uh, <laughs> this is uh, absolutely beautiful. If you hadn't had a chance to check it out, please uh, please check out Demiplane.com. We are jumping right into it. Um, and I, I mean, there's a million ways we can go about this. Obviously, if you've seen the character videos, you've got a, a little bit of the, the nuts and bolts the of what start. we're dealing with. Yeah. But some things may have changed. Here's what I don't want to do. 
I don't want to talk backstory too much. I want that to kind of come out and play. Now, if there's a little thing of like, I chose this feat because I think my character used to be in the circus. Yeah, that's fine. But like getting into the nitty gritty of backstory, let's, let's avoid that for now. And don't say the name of the character. I want the name, uh, to come out, you know, when it comes out, but not tonight. Um, so let's fucking go. Who wants to start? We're gonna. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a round robin. We're gonna show uh, screens as people are adding these in for just ancestry background. We're gonna be using the Gatewalkers backgrounds and class. Who's feeling? Who's the eager beaver student? <laughs> I'll jump in. I'll jump in. I'll Fine, jump in Joe, as whatever. the eager beaver wow. just because wow. I don't. Uh, I, I uh, ancestry wise, I think. Rather uninteresting. You know, it was an interesting conversation. I'm going to uh, bring this up here. So uh, I'm going to try this. This is why we did this on here so that we could sh- actually share screens. Uh, let's see if this works. Ah, here we go. Joe's character! Exclamation uh, on Pathfinder point. Nexus. Gorgeous way to start uh, making a character. I uh, am going human for ancestry. Ah. And I... You're only human! We talked about this, like, <laughs> briefly in the video, I think. But yeah, anyway, human. There you go. There you There's are. There's a human. Uh, we talked about this briefly in the video, but essentially, you were like, oh, that's so Joe, right? Like, it's just so uh, not interesting. And you're half-joking. However, when, <laughs> when we thought about it, like, I didn't play a lot of humans. Like, I kind of thought I did. And then if you think back, it's like half-orc. You know, halfling. Uh, I play a rat folk. Uh, I played, you know, like in, in our main, in our main Pathfinder shows. What's that? Have you played any humans? I think I might not have. Which <laughs> is forebears a human? Uh, yeah, forebears. Uh, yes, forebears yeah. was yes. human. Yes, yeah, so good call on that. Yeah, forebears. That was is human. so brief, though. That was yeah. like wait, and fifteen a- episodes. Awol's human. Uh, yes, yeah. So this is like kind yeah. of a new thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Awol is uh, human. Kids going. <laughs> well, AWOL, AWOL is human, but with an interesting ancestry. Uh, right. Sydney is talking about, or I'm sorry, interesting heritage. Uh, Sydney is talking about our, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Blood, Blood of the, of the Wild. Wild. Blood of the Wild <laughs> campaign. Anyway, I have, what is uh, I have selected human. So, yeah, there you All go. All right, so you're All going right. human. I'm going human. Uh, who yes. wants to go next? Uh, how about I'll pick? I'll kick it to Sydney. Sydney. Well, hold on. Hold on. Popcorn. You're just going to, we're just going uh, ancestries around the horn and then backgrounds and then classes. That's what Why you're not? thinking. Okay. That's what we're doing. Because Kate was ready to go and you and jumped also, in. Also, uh, Troy did say what the rules were when we first started. <laughs> and I oh, know, did he say we had a, to say all three at once? Well, that's why she's the treasure tracker because she <laughs> listens. But that's fine. You've chosen to go AWOL, as it were. Uh, that's not right. You went rogue. Are you going rogue? Uh, let's go to Kate. Kate, what ancestry are you playing? Woo woo. Um, let me begin. Um, so I wanted to play a half elf, which I guess maybe I select human or elf first, and then I can yeah, select you, the half. Yeah, human first. Oh, yep. so check this out. This is another thing. I, I, I was looking at my list here. Uh, you can have uh, non-human half elves and half orcs. Um, this is oh, another, oh, I guess you would call it a variant rule, but like it's, it's just a straight up. Like you could be a half hobgoblin elf. You don't have oh, to be half human and elf, but I don't know how that works within Demiplane. Uh, just also, yet. we should say that Demi, the, we're using Demiplane because it looks amazing and it's a new product out there, but it's also in beta. So, like, there are some things that probably will be coming and stuff like that, but right now we're we're trying it out because it's, it's highly functional as it is right now. Oh, cool. 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 There it is. Half Done. elf. Nice. 
Yeah, how tough. If you want to decide later, like, you know what? Maybe I wasn't half human. Maybe I was half something else. Something That's weird. awesome. I didn't realize that. That's really Could great. Could you imagine that's a cool. half orc, half elf? That'd be cool. Yeah, wow. that's, that's interesting. Like 10 that's, feet tall. That's really cool, too, because then below it, it after right after you click it, it also just immediately tells you, like, you can choose your ancestry feats and your ability boosts based on your ancestry, like, right there. Oh. Which is helpful for me because a lot of the times I don't know what to do next on a character sheet because there's just so much going on. Yeah, it's uh, and you'll see once we choose class later, it immediately gives you a checklist of the stuff that you need to do. But Sydney, you're getting ahead of yourself. What ancestry are you playing, Sydney? Me? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> Sydney's cool new character. My cool new character. <laughs> just wait till you see. Okay. So I am choosing something that I've never gotten to play. Uh, I'm very excited. I love watching you do this. I'm like, I'll be into my seat. You guys cool. don't know, right? You don't know what everybody's no. playing. No, no. I, I do know the answer. I know. Uh, okay. I talked to some people about it. I'm choosing a cat folk. Oh, I oh, did know that. that. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah, I've never played a cat folk. I'm really excited. They have some like cool, just cool feats and like, I don't know, just like Troy was saying, uh, the character art, we had gotten some character art and I was like enamored with my catfolk character. I can't wait for people to see it, but I was just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's my character. <laughs> like, absolutely. I can't so wait excited. to hear the voice of this character. Uh, Me too. <laughs> so, <laughs> played the famous, so famous catfolk voice, cat voice story. I'm glad we're going to this. <laughs> I played a catfolk briefly in a, a home game that was never recorded. This was pre-GCP, and it was like a society character. We, we weren't playing uh, like by the book society. This was during GCP, too. You played this character like when we were it just messing around. Days. Yeah. It was early days of GCP. Anyway, I rolled up a cat folk and I had and I was like, I'm doing a cat folk voice. And I brought out my voice in the session and like it, I did it for, you know, like a minute or whatever it was. And then it's, it's like the room was just kind of quiet. And I, I think that it was Troy. It was like it was Drew. It was Drew. Was it Drew? What did he say? He was like, are you going to do that fucking voice the whole time? <laughs> he said, are you going to do that fucking voice the whole time? And like, everybody lost their shit laughing at me, and I felt really bad inside. Uh, now, Joe, I wasn't there for this session. Could you give me a small taste? We a need to hear it. Oh, recap? man. I remember it? Was, it um, Drew oh, was Lanky, it? I think it was Lanky. something like this. Yeah. It's like everything I said was kind of like that. I, something <laughs> along those lines. I love it. It was I uh, very essay. I like um, that you were like, I'm doing a cat folk voice. And I, in my head, I was like, well, does what the fuck does that sound like? Does that exist? I don't she even... talked like a cat, and it like it like lingered stuff like that. And our buddy Drew, who is Land Keith, the, yeah. some of you may know him as Land Raiders. Keith uh, from Raiders. Uh, yeah, he was just like, "Are you going to do that fucking voice all night?" <laughs> Damn, maybe I have to change my voice now. Ooh. What was her name? Nessa, was that Nessa in the ballpark the of, of a knock. Yes, yeah. Nessa of the, of the Silent Knock. Nessa of the Silent Knock. Yeah. When I was first thinking cat folk, I was immediately. Immediately, I thought of the um, uh, the race from Skyrim. Could what are they? Kajits? Kajit. Kajit. And like, I thought of their voices, which are kind of like that. They're sort of like this, like sort of softer, like spoken voice that's like very mysterious. And I thought about it for two seconds, and then I was like, "Oh, I can't do that. I can't upkeep that for like multiple yeah, for like episodes, years, uh, yeah, years for years." years. 
So uh, good on you, Joe. You really put yourself out there. I won't be doing that. I did. I he was did. So- like among close friends. <laughs> and they just shredded me. They shredded me. Oh, that's me. Look, there I yeah. am. Thanks, Wait, kid. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Meow. Uh, Matthew, ancestry, buddy. All right. Uh, I am, I thought about this, and I talked about it a little bit in the character creation uh, video, and I am going to go human. With a funky funk heritage? I don't know. Matthew's lying to us. He's being weird. He is being weird. And it says at the top of the screen, secret, secret, Matthew's character. This is a farce. (laughs) You see, I didn't want to share all these details either, but I was told I was contractually obligated in this episode (laughs) to share details. You shouldn't have signed that. I did. I signed it. I didn't have my lawyer look at it. (laughs) Matthew has a lawyer look at at every single thing we sent. So So. Matthew's a human, as far as anyone knows. Uh, then let's round out the uh, table here with Skid. Skid, what is your? Does, it, does everybody know what Skid's going to be? No. No. Okay. no. I, yeah, Skid? I don't think I discussed I this with anybody. I am going to be a goblin. Ooh. Oh no! <laughs> <way>. <laughs> oh no! Are <laughs> goblins like not evil at all in two E? Really? Like no, by default? they kind. Of, yeah, they changed. Well, ever since they became playable. Uh, uh, character option they kind of did away with a little bit of the kind of uh, uh, genetic imperatives of goblins so yeah they don't have to be evil uh we don't have the lineman anyway so but no no they can be whatever nice you're gonna be so cute you're gonna be very first wait till you see the art wait till you see the fucking art i'm so excited unbelievable at the very first live show we did at the geekery at in astoria the game shop in astoria geekery hq we uh paizo sent us a bunch of goblin plushies to give away and one ended up with me and has since passed to my daughter and she now carries around that goblin oh it's like a cabbage patch kid that's awesome and like and another one and then the goblin who i've named alec uh and uh she like treats it like a baby. It's amazing. That's really that's that's, <laughs> that's amazing. I still have mine too. I still have my like I've got like four of them. Oh my gosh. So there you have it. We have uh two humans or one and a half humans maybe. Two humans, a cat folk, a half elf and a goblin. Uh <laughs> my goodness. What a weird party. Uh, I'll bring you back to mine real quick and just yeah. uh and just go down the line on uh, ancestry options. So uh, I'm going to ah. do versatile heritage, which is uh, going to give me an extra feat. Uh, and under my ancestry, I'm sorry, versatile heritage. Yeah. Is that going to give me an extra feat? Is that what it does? I don't really remember. Uh, you select a general feat of your choice. So you meet the prereqs. Yeah. Uh, and so, You're uh, a winter under the, touched and then human? under the ancestry feat, natural ambition to get yet another class feat, uh, which is something that we'll get into a little bit later. Who uh, wh- who are you? What have you done with Joe, you power gamer? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's less who about power gaming. It, it is kind of about power gaming. It's more about like the, the, the build that I needed. Man, you're so feet starved for uh, what I want to be that like I just had to find every way I could sneak every feet I could get. So, so yeah, uh, man, those human feats are so good. They're so good. It's hard to turn down. Does anybody else have anybody anything decisions to make within ancestry that they want to share? Kate, yeah, do you have like something Skid, with what's your goblin heritage? Like that's I'm so interested in that. I I can't really decide. I I want to pick unbreakable goblin just because of the hit point bonus that it gives you. But then tree dweller goblin 
lines up better with his backstory. So that's tough. I'm, yeah, I'm not. Man, I'm when not you really are sure. put to that decision between like mechanical stuff that's so valuable and legitimately valuable to like keeping you alive versus like things that fit your backstory, it's I, yeah. I, I'm I mean, always torn by those decisions. It is tough, and Unbreakable Goblin is justifiable as well, but like Tree Dweller is just more perfectly kind of lined up with it. So, not sure. All right. Well, you got some time, uh, Kate. Was there something with your ancestry that we you have to make decisions? I was going to say I, I'm doing the same thing as Joe. Um, I really wanted the extra class feat too, mm-hmm. for reasons. Maybe we'll see. Um, but I also chose uh, natural ambition for my interest, ancestry skill. And then, do you know what ability boosts you're going to do? This could give us actually a little like sneak um, peek into what your character is going to be. What's your ability? I that know you're gonna- that I want to boost. Dex and strength. Whoa. So we're talking Marshall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Marshall, Marshall. Everyone has ancestry feats, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh, does anybody have anything like exciting to share? Uh, I could do mine. Yeah. Let's go check out City. Um, yeah, it's cool. Again, I've never played a cat folk, so this is fun for me to like look through all the specific ah. cat folk <laughs> ones. Uh, but I chose sharp eared cat folk. Uh, oh, what does that do? It says I get a plus two circumstance bonus to locate undetected creature that I, that I can hear within 30 feet with a seek action. Yo, that's awesome. That's which is great. huge. Um, so I really hope that comes in handy. Oh, yeah. And then my ancestry feet, cat's luck. These. These were all like kind of interesting. It's hard to it's hard to choose. Oh, but basically, that's great. I can re-roll uh, a saving throw and use a better result. So it's a kind reflex of, saving throw, which is perfect for a cat oh, yeah, folk. A reflex, right? Exactly. It's like my reflexes, my dexterity, uh, and then the ability boosts. I chose a classic for a cat dexterity, and then also strength. Just oh like- shit. Whoa. <laughs> Kate and Sid going with Marshall stuff. All right. What okay. the okay. Funk? What's okay. happening? Matthew. Well, I should probably then take that opportunity to bring up Joe's character and say that I am going with dexterity and wisdom. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> I am wise. Matthew, can you so. share yours? Yep. Okay. Well, I'm not going to tell you about the heritage. Sure. For reasons. For reasons. You're so sneaky. Sneaky son of a gun. I want you all to enjoy playing. <laughs> he is so chaotic neutral. <laughs> um, but I can tell you about my ability boosts. I'm going to yeah. go with. Uh, I'm going to go with intelligence. Ah, and dexterity. Oh, wow, we are next. so far. We're pretty damn dexterous party. That's, dexterous. that's a good thing. Skid, what's your boosts? What are your boosts? Uh, my boosts are. Uh, I get the, the default or dexterity, charisma, and a wisdom flaw. So I am taking the boost to charisma. Mm. And then, uh, and then my other, uh, you get dexterity and charisma and you get a third one for oh, free. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's, I'm taking my additional boost. I'm taking charisma. Interesting. Uh, uh sweet. Anyway, uh, you, never you mind. can't. You can't. You'll yeah, have to put forget, it somewhere else. But it's, it's. I'm focusing on charisma. That's fine. Okay, got it. All right. So th- we don't have anybody else. This seems like let's focus on charisma. So that's cool. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so we got. I started doing some wisdom. Matthew started doing some intelligence. Skid started doing some charisma. So that th- that's good. And then Sydney and Kate both in dex and strength so far. All right. Yeah. 
Um, I'm tempted to just pass by backgrounds. We had talked about it beforehand. I was like, let's do it. And now I think like there's, there's a lot left to talk about. The backgrounds are going to come out and play. So everyone's using backgrounds from the Gatewalkers Players Guide. It's going to tie everybody to the story. It's kind of a no-brainer to use those. Let's let's figure that out when we get to the show. And let's just mean potatoes. What class is everybody playing? Joe, you started, so we're going right back to you. I will say that, uh, well, you're going to see my background. I, I don't know how That's else fine. to not do it. but um, you, can re- you can remove it for now. Uh, yeah, but it, it I, I do want to put in the ability scores because I, I need to do that right. Um, oh, yeah, you can put it in. I'm too. saying we just have to talk about it. Yeah, uh, well, and all you'll see is just the name of it. So don't read into it uh, if you if you don't want the story a little bit spoiled. Um, but all right, here we go. Adding it to the screen. We're going to go class. It is time to select a class. And I am going to go as we always need one. And never actually do it. Wow. I'm going cleric. There it oh, is. I want to dig in to the 2E cleric. Cleric. Wow. The cleric. Yep. So you're going to have one. You're going to have a cleric in the party. There you go. Are you happy, Sunday? No, I'm I'm <laughs> thrilled because just wait until Troy kills off your cleric and then you'll know how I felt. <laughs> uh, it is a serious issue that I believe, I, I do think... This is the other thing we should do in session zero. Let's take uh, a poll for first character to die. I guess we could do it after the build. Wow. But I'm going to vote on me. And not because of bad luck, <laughs> but because clerics are tough to yeah. keep safe. Yeah. They are really, really hard mechanically. Especially Did you know that clerics levels. have no armor proficiency? Huh. Really? They're soft. No, if They're you take a war sponges. priest um, uh, doctrine... I think it is. If you take a war priest doctrine, you can get some armor, but then like you lose a whole bunch of that casting ability and stuff. And you're just a martial character. So they're really pushing them towards the caster as opposed to like the classic cleric who's like a caster would also like get up. Exactly. Like if you choose caster as a cleric, you truly are like you have, you don't even have light armor proficiency. You have no armor. Wow. Proficiency. It's wild. I've been reading some stuff about it. It's very interesting, but I, I, a lot of like Skid, a lot of the things that I read were like, they just kind of felt like very much against my image of the character to like mm. take those feats in order to help my AC. The AC in 2E is so much more important than it was in 1E. Oh, yeah. If your AC is just one or two points too low, you instantly increase your critical against you threshold. So like when you get crit against it, it it'll kill you. It'll just kill you because you'll also then go to dying too. So yeah, it's, it's risky. And really what it is, the onus is on you to stay out of danger. So like, that's part of the tactics is you got to run away. You got to hide. You got to get in cover. You have to get behind your tough allies, which is why I like seeing a lot of decks and strength points getting put in so far. A couple front liners. Do we have any front liners? Well, we got a cleric. So that's going to be wisdom uh, focus. That's your key ability. Uh, let's go back to Kate. Kate, you put some points in strength and dex. What class are you building? I did. Um, I'm playing the class that I wanted to play way back when you first reached out to me to like play a test game. And I was yeah. like, I want to play this class. And it's the monk. Oh, a monk! <laughs> but that's not all. <gasps> What class feat am I going to take? Do you Let's, ask? I didn't. I, I do. I'm asking. How do I choose that here? Monk, or can I, f- monk, monk feet. feet. Monk, monk feet. Monk feet. 
Here we go. What is I'm she taking doing? monastic archer stance. Oh, oh so it's not okay. a frontliner. Oh. I mean, I guess I could be if I wanted to still. Like, I have the weapons of my fists still. But the cool thing about monastic archer is that, like, when you're level one. Sorry, can monk, you open it up? Can you drop it down so, like, we can, like, read oh, it yeah. along so as you So the cool move. thing about monastic archer is when you're a level one monk, you get your flurry of blows. You can essentially use that with your bow and arrow. That's so, so just about to ask. So yeah. rad. And this is why I wanted to take um, the ancestry feat that I wanted to take. I'm also going to take Key Rush um, so that I get Key Strike as my class feat. Every time you hear a song by Rush? (laughs) I'm not taking Key Rush, sorry. You get a key point every time you hear a song by Rush? I'm taking Key Strike as my next class feat because you use it when you use an Arnhem Strike or Flurry of Blows. And you get like an extra status bonus and like attack dice to your um, damage or whatever. And I can use that with my bow and arrow because I'm using um, a strike, an unarmed strike technically, because that's how it counts. I'm doing a really great job at explaining this, but it's going to be <laughs> sick. You can I'm use your, your monk feats in the bow and yeah. arrow. You can use any other monk feats. That's very yeah, cool. That's yeah, that's sweet. Like skidding cool. at the hit the nail on the head. It's like the Zen Archer, which was, a, was that yes. a prestige class in first edition? No, no I don't it was believe a, so. It was, was a, a archetype. archetype. Yeah. yeah. It was an and archetype that was a changed beloved. the name because it's actually, this is an actual like religious term in the real world and they probably wanted to remove that but uh, yeah it is a it was a beloved class this. in 1e that i never did a beloved archetype i should say in 1e that i that i never did it sounds really interesting I, I i have i'm doing this in um blood of the wild i have a ranger and you can see some of the similarities of how you can go excuse me you can go a melee route or you can go a ranged route and those abilities like you have a flurry of blows and a ranger just has flurry Mm-hmm. And you can, and it doesn't matter. You can use it ranged. You can also use it in melee. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's really uh, flexible, and I love that about the cool the, the thing system. about monks in two e two is that like another monk can come along. Like in our story, if someone dies or if I die, I can just make a new monk, and it can be completely different based on like if you're taking more key stuff or like just different feats, um, different stances, and everything. Yeah, yeah that's oh, really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I just built a monk, and it's one hundred percent different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's now, uh, there's a ton of variety within the monk class, possible variety within the monk. Maybe more than almost any other class. It's crazy. Does the strength bonus give you bonus to damage, or you just wanted to have high strength because you're still going to be using karate? I think it. Um, I, I'd have to look into that because yeah. I still plan on like not only keeping myself far away. Like if I got in hand to hand combat, I don't think I would turn away from it. But like generally. Um, I want to be an archer. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome. Uh, let's go to the kitty. Kitty, what are Me? you? Uh, what's she going to pick? <laughs> what's she going to pick? pick? It's like the price is white, right wheel. You're a showman. All right. I'm choosing fighter. Oh, fighter. Cat folk fighter. Wow. So we got a monk and a Fighter, yeah. a ranged I, monk though. Ranged I, monk. I talked about it in my um, character video a little bit when when Troy and I were talking, and I've always, when I first started playing tabletop games, I always chose casters because I just thought it was the most fun thing to choose at the time. It, I was like, I want to be an elf and I want to be a caster, and I've kind of done a whole one eighty, one by playing more modules in different games, but also playing casino in Legacy. 
with Skid and Matthew and Joe and it's and Nick. And it's just like playing a barbarian has totally changed my mind about melee fighters. I used to think it was boring. I used to think it was like you got railroaded into what you could do. Wrong. Completely wrong. So I'm doing fighter. And should I should I do my next stuff with it? Should I like Yeah, keep yeah, going. Give us a little too faster. Go ahead. Uh let's see. Uh well, okay, I'll skip the my key ability is strength. Nice. Oops. Okay. So yeah, frontliner. Frontliner. Um, and Kate, your key ability is Dex. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Let's go to my fighter feet because I feel like that's the more important one. I had a hard time choosing, and I might still change it, but I'm pretty sure that starting off level one, what I'm going to do is double slice. Because Matthews, that's right in Matthews' wheelhouse. Well, oh, you're going to be a two melee weapon fighter? Yeah, I just like the idea. I have this image of her with these two commas. I know I'll probably use two different weapons, but uh, I have her with like these two commas, and she's just so badass. She's this frontline fighter. She's so dexterous. She's so fast, but she's strong. Um, and I just I like the- more with an ellipses. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, some what you've described so far, but maybe she'll hold one Skidmire, comma everybody. and one apostrophe. <laughs> Where's my bottle cap? <laughs> Damn it! Give him creation bottle cap. Give him a bottle cap. So yeah, I don't know. It's, I am definitely having the overwhelmingness of starting at level one and trying to, you know, map my character out. Like, oh, and then I'll do this at level two, and then I'll do this at level three, so I can maximize uh, my choices. But I like double slice. I love Matthew doing it. And I like, you know, I hear him every time. It's He's fun. like, double slice. And I'm just like, damn, that sounds so cool. It's um, fun. So, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm starting with. Double okay. the slice, double awesome. the fun. Uh, Matthew, are you allowed to tell us about your your class and feats? Of course I am. Why wouldn't I? Why would I lie? Why would this regular human lying? have any problem? Why would this regular <laughs> human? I am going investigator. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you are. Oh, okay, cool. You mean the greatest class in the history of role playing games? Is the uh, iconic investigator a rat folk? Well, in the in the in, in the advanced players guide, it is. Uh, he appears to be a human, but huh. I, love the I can't rat remember folk his guy. name. But I he's like this guy. Human. Let's see. I'll show you. His name is Mister Nibbles. <laughs> That's Detective Nibbles to you. <laughs> Detective Nibbles. In the twenty five years on the force, advanced players guide is this fellow. Oh yeah. Ah. Um but yeah, I love the rat folk guy. Uh yeah, so then I'm gonna go uh key abilities for obviously intelligence, and then I get some ability boosts. Are we doing these? I'm gonna do them real fast. Yeah, do a boost away, bro. So obviously I'll boost so hard. I'll boost intelligence, I'll boost dex again, I'll boost uh charisma. Oh man. I'll boost uh wisdom. Wisdom. Wow. You didn't hesitate. Um, well, do you want to know my, should I, can I do methodology? Yeah, man. Them? Yeah, so. Oh, this is this cool. Was a, I hit a similar snag that Skid hit where it's like, there's one that makes sense background wise, backstory wise, but then there's one that makes sense. Like, but there's only really one that feels useful mechanics wise. So I'm going to go with forensic medicine. Um. Oh, that's cool. So you get a few, mm-hmm. you know, a few, uh, lectures and that kind of thing. Um. Yeah, and then my investigator feet. I will tell you. Oh, Matthew, you're I'm good sorry, to go it's here. not forensic medicine. I chose the wrong one. Uh, let me go back. Oh. Remove that one. 
And it's alchemical sciences that gives you the... Ah. Uh, oh, yes. Alchemical. Uh-huh. I don't think you chose it. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll I go took back you and, off screen. I'll be, go back and fix, fix that later. Uh, and then my... For my uh, oh, no. We've hit it. There we go. Uh, I'm going to go with known weakness, which is very cool. I'll drop it down here so you can see it. So the key, that key fun ability of the investigator in combat is devise a stratagem. And basically you can roll a d20 and if you, you can then opt to use that result, which uses your intelligence modifier, uh, rather than your strength or your dex, uh, as your attack roll. So you're like, so you're like, all right, you're going to like suss out. All right. I'm like, if I strike them there and then you can, so you can basically pre-roll your attack. And if you think you'll hit, then you can actually go attack later. Um, and then. Yeah. And if you think you miss, you can use that action for something else. Exactly. You know, it's amazing. Uh, and so known weakness allows you to do an automatic recall knowledge as part of your device strategy. So. Oh, cool. So it's just a free, a free recall knowledge on an enemy. Yeah. And a plus one circ bone if you crit. Yeah. I'm not going to crit. Each ally gets a plus one to their next attack roll against the subject if you crit. What do you mean you're not going to crit? You could crit all the time on that. That's awesome. Critting's a lot more. It happens a lot more. Uh, That's fucking cool. Wow, so you're you're really shaping up. Joe, do you still have hard feelings about the fact that he went investigator and took it from you? (laughs) Yes. Very I also <laughs> wanted investigator, and Matthew and I had to talk about it as well. Uh, it's wow. only only because it's the best class ever designed in <laughs> tabletop gaming. <laughs> the devise a stratagem ability alone is the most fun and interesting way to ever play a character. Joe, don't worry. Now, Matthew's going to do a great job, and we're not mad. No, of course. Uh, I <laughs> always... <laughs> I just really enjoyed... You're mad? You know what? The main thing is, I just want to make sure it's in the party. Because the having a high intelligence character, not having one, is so painful on playing a game and just the story in general. Because you never know anything, which, like, sucks. So having a high intelligence character with a lot of skills in the party is awesome. And so I'm so glad uh, we have one. I do it in... in um, Strange Aeons, uh, though Skid does it as well. We both have high intelligence characters with a lot of knowledge skills, and it just makes us learn so much about the story and the plot and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm definitely glad that we have it. Yeah, it's great to GM for characters like that, having one of those in the character so you could get all that stuff out. You have yeah. a, an, a, an outlet for all that back backstory and stuff, yeah. This might, be get, a, yeah, good. this might be a good time to transition back to me for more details. Is that cool, Troy, or did you have something else? No. I was just it's gonna say cool. I would <laughs> no, I don't want to go to skid. <laughs> oh yeah, we haven't gone to skid. You're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's I why thought it's we not cool. Right. Um Skid, do you have anything interesting to contribute oh, to this discussion? The goblin. What's the goblin? What gonna is be? the goblin gonna be? I'm so curious. I do, I do. By the way, I, I pay... have a suspicion. You do? What of is course. it? Well, I'm not gonna suspicion? say it. I want you okay, to say it. Don't say it, don't say it. Uh, pay no attention to the character portrait there. That's a placeholder. That's Gil Gerard. From <laughs> it really is. Buck Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have been wanting to do this for a quite a while now, since last August, as a matter of fact. Uh, since last Gen Con, I'm going to be a psychic. Yeah, yes. Goblin yeah. psychic. Whoa. Goblin yeah. psychic. That's genius, Skid. Yeah. That's genius. I was shocked when he said, because I knew he wanted psychic, but it was like, goblin psychic? Yeah. Where do you see the art? Uh, very, very cool. What was it about this class that really uh, 
got your teeth wet. I think there was the sort of I've I've always been fascinated, even like going back to original Dungeons and Dragons, the psionics kind of tree and that alternate form of power is kind of cool. And it was just such a blast playing a psychic at Gen Con that I was just like, I have to do this someday. And then I had an idea that for a character or concept that was so perfect for psychic that it was like, this is a match made in heaven for me. So I'm, I'm super excited. That's awesome. That's, that's great, man. Anything uh, uh, like as we start going down the tree here, key ability is charisma. Yep. Okay. Uh, any feats jumping out at you? Uh, the feats. Um, yeah, I. Wait, I what, am, what is the subconscious mind? Is that something you've picked? Or conscious yeah, mind? Two, subconscious so mind? I'm not sure if I'm not sure if this will all work because this is this is part of the system that's in beta is is psychic. So I'm not sure if this will all work, but. I think I was going to do the, the, so the conscious mind and the subconscious mind are the two sort of, uh, yin and yang of the kind of power that you have. Oh, this is so cool. I didn't yeah. know about this. It's really, really cool. So I think that for my conscious mind, I'm going to take the oscillating wave, which allows me to manipulate energy. Oh, wow. And for my subconscious mind, I'm going to use emotional acceptance. This is like a whole different game. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is going to be really cool. So wait, so do these um, translate into like spells, Skid, or is it? They're sort of spell-like abilities. I don't okay. know if that's like a, actually the actual. Can term you scroll down them. a little bit to restore the mind? What what is that? Yeah, restore the mind. You're okay. This is the the an action that it gives you. Your unleashed psyche gives you closer connections to the emotions of your allies, letting you project reassurance and strength that replenishes their mind and body. Choose one of two benefits that grant one ally within 30 feet that you can see. That ally is then temp temporarily immune for 10 minutes. So you can give uh, ally a plus one status bonus to saving throws against mental effects until my psyche ends. Oh, that's cool. Or regain hit points equal to two plus double my level. That's enormous. Oh. What if someone's dying? Like they're immediately, they lose the dying condition, right? I believe so, yeah. And it's only one action. Yeah. Wow. And it's, and it's ranged. 30 feet, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, and this is something that my the psychic that I was playing had in the game that we that we did. So I was just like, that's really cool. So yeah, I definitely want to want to use that. That's really that really, is cool. really really cool, man. And conceptually, again, it kind of fits in with the, my my character idea. So uh, heck yeah. yeah! Wow! 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 Awesome. Wow! Awesome. Uh, okay, all right, so this is amazing. So we've got a goblin psychic, a cat folk fighter, a human uh, investigator, a human cleric. And a half elf, Zen archer monk, uh, ranged monk. Joe, let's go back to you. Let's fill out kind of some of the things here you haven't done. Um, yeah. So what I was saying before, what I was saying before is, um, I love playing intelligence characters. I do it a lot, and I love uh, this is pouring into the concept of this character, which is I also wanted to. I was kind of committed to finding a deity that we had not had on shows before. So that was kind of an important thing for me as well. Uh, and I found two. Ooh. And so it was kind of hard to decide. But guess what? <laughs> like so many things in Pathfinder, especially 2E, there's a feat for that. <laughs> so uh, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, primary deity uh, is going to be Gruhastha. 
Tell us pasta. Check out this cat. Hey, look at this handsome son of a bitch. I'm I'm into this deity too. Sign me up. I think I'm religious. Incredibly handsome. I found religious now. He is an incredibly handsome winged winged Vudrani man with dope ass pants. No shirt, and he's reading a book. Sydney is like going nuts right now. She's having a hard time keeping it together. Give that guy a mustache, and she's in love. (laughs) He's not wrong. Give that guy a Brooklyn stash and a couple tattoos. Unfortunately, that is my boyfriend. (laughs) That's that's Xavier. That is Xavier is divine. Oh my gosh, Matthew! He's very nice. (laughs) He's he's very nice. All right, so this deity is uh, known as the Keeper, which I think my character will refer to him as often. Won't use the name Gruhasta as much as referring to the Keeper. The Keeper, bless you. He is all about enlightenment and the Vudrani uh, holy book. This character is all about knowledge, all about gathering knowledge and uh, believes that the... The proper gathering of knowledge and that being spread across the world. And there is no right knowledge or wrong knowledge. It's sort of neutral in that way. Uh, but the the appropriate gathering of knowledge of all cultures, all people, all history, all science, everything, all divine, all at once. If everybody could learn the right amount, the basis of the belief is that all of living beings on uh, Galarian could, like, ascend to, like, a kind of... Uh, 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 I'm blanking on the word. What's what's the heaven? Uh, like the the uh, like Buddhist heaven kind of. It's, oh, it, Elysian Nirvana. Uh, Nirvana. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of like it's that kind of uh, idea. But you work toward collective transcendence, uh, root out malicious lies, challenge oppression through education, protect knowledge, seek truth. When I read this, I felt like that is perfect for an adventure <laughs> that you don't know what you're going to get into uh, all those things so um yeah i really i really like this deity i am uh so i'm going to select gruhasta uh and then divine font will be um oh, uh divine font healing font times uh, new roman yeah. because of the the, the deity <laughs> i picked that was automatically selected and then doctrine's the next big one he will be a he will he will be a cloistered cleric. And those are your only two options. Like, and you have to choose a doctrine. You have to choose a doctrine. So yeah, you either kind of go the path of the traditional priest, so to speak, mm-hmm. which is what my idea was from the start. So that fits exactly. Uh, in fact, this cloistered cleric is well. We'll get to that a little bit later if we talk about it. Uh, but yeah, I did not want to play a war priest. I wanted to play a uh, a cloistered cleric. Yeah, no, so. this this definitely is right. Very cool. Yeah. So and then what's go. your uh, all right, we'll get to the rest of that. Um, let's go back to Kate here. Oh, these are filling out. We're <laughs> wrapping up soon. Uh, <laughs> Kate, what? Uh, any any feats or anything else you didn't share with us or abilities that are really really cool? I see powerful fists there. Is that like the 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 two e stunning fist? Um, let's see. So this comes automatically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, like I usually with your fists, I think you can't kill with them. When you're fighting, like, any other character kind of can't, but, like, I I can as a monk. Um, But a couple of my other feats that I get come from our backgrounds. Ah. Oh, interesting. So I should say this isn't, like, Stunning Fist. It just allows you to make them lethal and do more damage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Yep. But, yeah, without the background selected, basically, I I chose the Monastic Archer, and then I chose um, Key Strike. 
So now, do you have a key pool? Is that something? I do. So when I choose that, I do get like a key pool with like a uh, key strike is technically a, a spell um, that you cast. It's verbal. Mm-hmm. So that starts up that. So if I want to dip into a little bit more key, I have the option. I'm leaving myself open with options, basically. Yeah, yeah. I like this. All right. So you're you're a badass. Um, <laughs> what about uh, Sydney's Sydney's cat? Uh, anything we didn't share here? <laughs> fighter. Uh, is it is it similar to the one e fighter in that you kind of have to decide early on which route you want to go? You're going two handed. You're not yeah. going to have a shield. You're not going to. Yeah, be dexterous. I. Um, I did go with the double slide. I mean, you do kind of have to to choose similar to like the monk. Like there's a lot of options. I could go point blank shot, you know, like if I'm ranged. But going with the double slice, I think I'm definitely – I'm going to look through this again after this too because I'm like, oh, man, what if I do something else? I always have such decision paralysis. But um, Sure. Uh, I'll throw something else out there just to consider if you end up going like one-handed instead of two-handed – uh, Skid and I talked about this the other night as we were like, <laughs> long story, but browsing this stuff. I think exacting strike I is was just, so oh, yeah. good. I was yeah. just looking at that. You make a controlled attack, fully accounting for your momentum, make a strike. The strike gains the following failure effect. This attack does not count towards your multiple attack penalty. So if you miss, Ooh. your this second attack does not take a penalty. Yeah, but Ethel that. took this and there was, a re- there was a mechanical reason why it did not sync with double slice. Yeah. No, I was saying this would be instead of double slice. This would be a different build of yeah, the character. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, I can only choose one right now. So, I mean, that's a good point, though, Matthew. If I choose double slice, probably not going to take that one. Yeah, you, you could go power attack, exacting strike or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, double slice would synergize with different feats. Yeah. Just got to decide before we uh, finalize the artwork. But that being said. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's you have true. Two commas in your hand. That being said, uh, I, so, I sort of chose unsurprising. Like I have an 18 strength with all, all of my ability scores added up. 18 strength, 14 dex, 14 con. Uh, and then I dumped intelligence, wisdom, 10, 10. And then my charisma is a 12. But... I did train in thievery and mm. in deception. So that kind of oh, moves that's great. more okay. with my character build rather than the fighter build. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm keeping it also open-ended, but uh, definitely going to be melee, definitely going to be frontline, definitely going to be beefy. And I'm trying, I added more to constitution because I'm trying to be uh, a tank, I'm trying to be a tank for you guys, for you weak, weak little flesh bodies. Um, so Joe, Andre Scalaraga, Joe always has something to say. What's up, Joe? I I don't know this. I would, if I were you, I would read more about it online because I don't know for sure. But my gut tells me that, like, if your goal is to tank, then I think double slice is not what you want to do because I think that that will reduce your AC because you won't have a shield and you won't be protected as, as protected in the front line. It's more of a damage dealing, not as defensive choice, but. No, that's a good point. Okay, maybe tank is the wrong word because I like. Well, you'd probably suffer the same fate that Ethel is uh, suffering in Strange Aeons. I see how he just like goes down all the time, like right away. (laughs) (laughs) And Ethel is the only one that stands, can really stand and bang. And it seems like this is going to be the case again here. Um, Because I think we'll have more damage support in this instance. That's true. Kate will I'll be yeah. offer, offer targeted range support. I'll That's be able true. to offer a little melee damage. Yeah, Matthew, um, you've you've played a lot of fighters. Do you have any input on my fighter build? Because I'm new to fighter. I've never played a fighter. 
I I resist shields. Like the AC bonus is obviously important, and it I bet the, and it does make a difference in critical threshold. But at a certain point, I I, I and this is maybe more of a Pathfinder one mindset, but I, I find it hard to shake. It's like at a certain point, the monsters, and especially when Troy is playing them, are gonna hit. So I'm always like, all right, but, well, just, keep, but keeping them from critting you is like you're not wrong, from, but the crit difference in two E is really big difference. Yeah, it's yeah, true. That's so big. It's also I think fight, it's just it, nice uh, theory. I've never done this, but it'd be nice to have something reliable to do with that third action when you don't know what to do. Ray and that third action ray is ray shield. I mean, yeah. they, I mean, they, I get shield block automatically. So right, yeah. and you would not be in the plus one AC bonus category most likely because it's trained. You'll be trained with really good shields. So you're talking plus two AC every time you do that. And I don't know if that then adds on like at later fighter levels, you might get better profesh- proficiency with shields, which might increase that even more. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um, uh, I thought it. Uh, I thought I had it all figured <laughs> out. Well, I mean, that's I, what session zero is about. It's I all know. about like getting different things, but you don't have to decide tonight. It's all just, that's all that's fair. I just think I like my. I was like with a fighter. I'd be like with any class, right? In a combat, it's maximize the amount of damage you're doing in the shortest amount of time. So I was that's, like, that's how like, I look at it too. And you and with and in two E, you actually do less. Even as a like a, a strength a, a fighter with a strength of eighteen, you do less damage than you think you would. So the having the extra weapon, but. I, you know, I'm just, that's just my, that's my way of thinking. Well, about that's it. because you're not the damage dealer. That's not your responsibility. If you are a, an exacting strike shield build fighter, your job is not dealing out damage. Your job is Absorb keeping damage. other people alive, like Kate, who deals damage. And I don't know, like, yeah, we, we, we actually don't right now have a lot of damage. What's the psychic like, Skid? Is it a support class? Is it a damage dealing no, class? Well, it depends on what your conscious and subconscious mind choices are, but mine mine is more of a damage dealer. Okay, that's good. But are you, do you consider yourself to be a little uh, w- uh not, weak isn't the right term, uh, a little... Uh, squishy? Squishy, that's the word. No, Thank you, Kate. No, I don't think so. Oh, cool. Uh, it depends. I think I, I'll, I'll have to like run through all the possibilities again, but I think that there is with my... I'm not sure with this particular build, but there there is a way for me to be able to also like stand up and sort of tank a little bit in combat too. So. Oh, cool. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Uh, well, you know, months, the other thing yeah, is, okay. this is the way you picture the character, Sydney. That's a huge driving force for how you build it. And retraining is a thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you find you're you're just miserable because, like, how often does Ethel not hit on the double flies? Often. <laughs> I don't you know think it's ever happened. It's I, don't, I don't think it's ever happened. Have you ever hit both? For. I, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I think, I, yes. Yes. Oh. But then once I do hit, I have that reliable third action, which is the flens. So... Do you guys feel like you lock yourselves in after you've imagined your character? Because that is how I feel now. I mean, it's like this slender cat folk person with these like two weapons. They're very dexterous. And I never pictured them with a shield. And now I'm like. It takes a certain level of maturity to change this late in the game. Yeah. (laughs) I I have changed changed some things. Then you could change. But like you could also just. Maybe I'll I'll find a really cool shield. I've changed some things about my image of the character because of mechanical things that just like didn't really end up working. And I, I wanted to be a little bit more um, impactful and in what, you know, the role that I had and in the change, I, I actually like the character better because then I, I back defined it role playing wise. And I ended up liking, I thought there was more interesting story there than even my original concept. So it's possible to totally change from your gut instinct, but 
Yeah, it's food for thought. I'm definitely going to think about the the shield now. It was a couple months ago, but you guys talked about skills and sort of covering, like making sure that like you weren't all one thing or the other. You guys pretty much stayed to what we talked about so that there's good balance among the skills. Yeah, I think that we did. I know from my part, one of the things that I'm kind of building into the backstory of my character is that my uh, cloistered cleric is going to have responsibility within the party for survival. So I think that that's an interesting thing. We we did a session zero a long time ago that was very much just mechanical. And I was marked for doing survival because it's also a wisdom-based skill. So you're going to get the highest benefit if you have a high wisdom. And so I then I back explained that in their life you know what i mean like why they're good at survival so i think that that's that's fun i think that's only the only really interesting thing i have to add on uh on skills because otherwise i don't have a lot of skill points i don't have a lot of intelligence so i'll mainly be religion survival uh, i think a little nature and then diplomacy and that is because of the 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 background of my character well i I know we're gonna have plenty of diplomacy in this party but i just uh it just fits too well with the the story of the character and uh and i'm gonna have a decent charisma as a cleric so well this is more than we've talked about sort of allocating skill points than we've ever talked about on any of our shows so i i feel pretty confident you guys will be well balanced i couldn't be more excited to see this party uh, hit the road and oh, it can is I announce happening. my contest before we go? Well, I'm oh also my God, contest. Yes. Uh, I'm also not finished. Uh, I don't know if uh, I know. I've, I've always wow. got something else more to say. <laughs> we need to hear more from Joe. I think. Yeah, yeah, I really you, think. Know Joe you know what? You know what? If there was one thing this episode was missing, it was more <laughs> <something> Joe. <laughs> I love Joe session speak. zeros. I talk a lot in session zeros. It's my favorite. Can we hear thing. Skid's contest before we hear about your third? Let's hear spell. Skid's contest, and I'm not going to say anything else because I feel hurt. Uh, no, actually, it's because you know what? Let's leave some surprises for the show. That's there what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the contest is I have now. I talked a little bit about some of my literary and other sort of creative inspirations for my character in our character creation video. One of them has changed. I changed something pretty major about my character concept uh, in the interim. And if anyone out there, and I drew especially from one major source that is a big favorite of mine. If anyone out there can guess what this source is, the first person to tell me will get this $1 bill. I will, I will mail it to them no matter where they are in the world. You can feel wow. free to spend it, frame it, whatever. If you want me to sign it, I'll sign it. If you think that'll make it harder to spend, it'll be pristine. But that'll be the prize to anyone who guesses, the first person who guesses what this biggest inspiration is for this character after you hear the backstory. <laughs> after wow. we hear the backstory so we'll have, you to, have wait. to hear the backstory to really get be able to get the context but okay yes. okay okay well there it okay. is um joe did you want to tell us about your cantrips <laughs> <laughs> dude that is not nice okay Get his ass troy that is not nice oh, oh i skipped i did skip a major skill and you guys should know this my character is going to be uh a trained medic and is going to be oh, that's good. good at medicine. And we're going to have 
proper treat wounds and the you know, the respective feats that go along with it. Uh, I, I hope to make healing a regular function of of combat, which is why like I'm not going to deal a lot of damage at all. And so maybe we'll have a little bit of damage issues. But let's say you go double slice, Sydney. I think that there's there's more of a chance that like. I would be able to keep you up in combat magically during a fight, you know, which is which is a fun. I think we're gonna have thing that we don't have a lot more sort of different options for healing too with this party. With because I think that Matthew's investigator, I think you'll with your your alchemical stuff, like you might be able to have some. Yeah, and I'm also trained in medicine. Um, oh, wow, I'm not gonna be as I'm, I have a lot. I had a lot of skill points to distribute, um, so I won't. I won't. No, won't be as good as Joe, but I will be able to heal. So. Yeah, it's a wisdom-based skill, uh, so I, I'd probably end up with a higher bonus, but it's much better to have multiple people with medicine in a party than just one, so so yeah, that's good. Folks, I couldn't be more excited than I am right now. I'm at peak excitement <laughs> because it feels so real. Now numbers are getting input, ability boosts are getting thrown around left and right. One dollar contest. <laughs> Folks, stay glued to social media, stay glued to cannon fodder everywhere that we put out news so you can be the first one to know when episode one is premiering. The show is going to premiere on Thursday nights on YouTube and the podcast will be available later that night. It's going to be available uh, Thursday at midnight Eastern into Friday. You're going to be able to get that every single week right back in your veins like the old days. And this is the crew. This is the team. Big shout out to Demi playing. This is going to change the game for us in terms of... How gorgeous of, is that? That's oh, like my God. Really That's why we had to put it thing. on stream. It's just like, it, it looks so beautiful. It's, and it's what does this beautiful. ability do? Hover over it and it tells you. Uh, we'll still find a way to fuck it up. But anyways... <laughs> It's going to be great. I hope you'll join us. Thank you for joining us tonight, and we will see you very soon for episode one of the new Glass Cannon Podcast. The new, the NGCP. (laughs) GCP. God bless America. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.